Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. First, I wanted to let you know the podcast will be taking a holiday break, so this will be the last episode until a new year. Then, starting again in January, episodes will be posted on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Now, on this episode, we have a conversation about Christmas traditions. And to help us do that, we hear from Stacy Matthews, Carrie Bryant, and Summer Herman. We discuss what Christmas traditions look like in their families and how, whether you're single, or married, or whatever the dynamics of your family are, when seen through the lens of gospel-centered discipleship, simple Christmas traditions can help focus each of us on Jesus Christ. I so appreciate Stacy, Carrie, and Summer's willingness to have this conversation, and I trust you'll find it helpful as you consider your Christmas traditions, from those traditions you already have to perhaps even a new tradition you could start. Bible Church for this podcast. We have three very special guests, and we're going to talk about Christmas traditions. So with us today are Carrie Bryant, Summer Herman, and Stacy Matthews. Thank you, ladies, for being willing to come on the church podcast. So yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Cool. And that you're not overly intimidated by these microphone <laughs> things that are staring at you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked ahead of time. I always think about the scene in Elf where the raccoon attacks Will Ferrell. That's what these three <laughs> microphone covers remind me yes. of. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump in. So I reached out to you to ask if you'd come on the podcast to talk about Christmas traditions. So let me kind of tee it up real quick and then we'll just hear you guys kind of share your thoughts. It seems like um, generally, and I'd say in the life of GBC as well, there's maybe ditches on either side of the road with Christmas, right? There's either like this sense of having to do Christmas perfectly as parents, maybe even especially as a mom, right? Mm -hmm, All that that entails. And then the pendulum can maybe in understandable ways swing, but swing too far the other way to just kind of push against all tradition because it feels overbearing, et cetera. And so within that space, I would just love to hear you ladies speak into this about why you've done certain traditions. And the intent in all of this is that it's life-giving. We're not trying to advocate a particular method. I hope we're all going to hear it's going to look different in different families for a bunch of different reasons, right? But we can really encourage each other as a church to value tradition and rhythms in a way that are life-giving, that help us enjoy God's good creation and our even discipleship tools while not heaping undue burdensome expectations on ourselves. So that's like the backdrop to our conversation. Um, does that sound Fair? Great. Yeah. yeah? Great. Okay, cool. So um, first, let's start with some hard-hitting questions. <laughs> what are each of your favorite Christmas food and music? So whoever wants to answer food, music at Christmas time, what's your favorite and why? I really like traditional Christmas carols. Ooh. I, I mean, like the simple ones, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Joy to the World, Silent Night. Um, I think those remind me of, as a kid, we didn't have like 
a whole repertoire of uh, fancy Christmas music, but we had those. (laughs) (laughs) And so I still, to this day, just love those. And um, I think favorite food is this random thing that Joe and I went up to Leavenworth before we had kids. Mm. And um, we went to this bed and breakfast, and they gave us this um, apple skiver pan. It's like a interesting Danish pancake that is like a cast iron pan with little holes in it. <laughs> it's kind of like making round pancakes. Yeah, um, and you could put like fruit or something in them, but we usually just Don't put like fruit. syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Joe made that for us at an elder retreat and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. don't make it like he uses toothpicks and all these little things and turns it and I can't do it. I literally cannot do it. So he is like the master apple skiver maker, but it's actually just like a pancake. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good Christmas food. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Summer? Favorite Christmas music and food? Um, Gosh, I don't know how to pick just one. I love the classics um, for sure. Um, But I might really love the Carpenters and oh, I, my mom awesome. would play the Carpenters like first thing. And then my favorite album is Amy Grant's Tennessee Christmas. Yes. And I listen to it every single year when I'm decorating the tree. Oh, I love um, it. Much to some of my kids, like, absolute cringe. <laughs> they say it's cringy. Uh, but I will listen to it every year. Um, and my absolute favorite thing to eat at Christmas is uh, Jewish apple cake. So mm. my mom would make it. And now all, all both of my sisters, we make it every year. And it's super yummy. I had to make it gluten-free, but it's still good. <laughs> good job. We're yeah. recording this later in the evening I'm around so dinner time. And this sounds <laughs> also good. Yes. Stomachs are growling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> St- Stacy, how about for you? Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna bring the music up into the future. So <laughs> good job. future of forestry, more recent, wow. um, yes. light has come. Every time I listen to that, my heart just melts. Mm. Um, I also like, this isn't exactly a song, but spoken word by Beautiful Eulogy. Um, it's called The Incarnation. Yes. Have you heard it? Yes. It's so, so much truth. Like, I can't even believe he can speak all those words at one time. <laughs> um, and then here's my secular little, uh, well, I don't know. You two's I Believe in Father Christmas. Yeah, that's so it's good. It's so sweet. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Josh so Alice would approve of yeah, that one. Shout out to Josh <laughs> Alice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then um, food. Oh, man, I just like all of it. <laughs> I kind of have a sweet tooth. So Christmas breakfast is kind of special because I feel like we get up early in the morning do stockings and then break and have breakfast. And it's always just special, mm. good family time. So I think cinnamon rolls, coffee cake, we, it's different mm. every year, but All the I might need to get your guys' recipes. Ah, <laughs> I know, that sounds really good. Yeah. What a helpful conversation. We're sharing recipes already. Yeah, yeah that's great. All right. So it's kind of like high level Christmas stuff, right? But we use that to kind of be a jumping off point to our conversation. So mm-hmm. maybe this will be our entry point. And, and there's not a right or wrong answer to this, but I'm, I'm curious, and I think people will resonate with this no matter what you say. How do you feel coming into this time of year? Do you feel excited about Christmas time and the things you just articulated? Do you feel stressed out because of all the expectations you know you're not going to be able to meet all the way, whether your own or some other people's? 
or do you feel excited and stressed out or some mix? Just how do you feel coming into this time of year at this point of your life? What would you say? I think at this point in my life, I'm feeling better about things, but a few years ago, even I would, it's, it was just stress, just like, Oh, here we go. Okay. Next few months are going to be just Mm. hard. Like there's just a lot going on, a lot to think about a lot of like financial burden. And then also like, am I doing enough? I have this, I have these ideas in my mind of what I should be doing and those things don't always happen and just yep. letting go. I think the older that I get, that is one nice thing about age is <laughs> just <laughs> yes. being able to surrender things to the Lord mm-hmm. a little bit more quickly or maybe just have the perspective like, you know what, some things are not going to get done and we're yeah. all still going to have Christmas and it's going to be good and we're still going to get to celebrate Christ and that's the main thing. So yeah. Amen. Well said. Okay. Yeah. How about I'll just go in order here. Summer, how about for you? How do you feel coming into this time of year? I think I feel a mix. I would love to say that I'm like past the point, like you were saying, of like the worry and all of that. But I think I feel like we move 75 miles an hour. And so Christmas can sometimes make that like, oh, no, how are we going to fit it all in? Um, But I think this year especially, I feel like it's impossible to get it all in. So I might as well just take a deep breath. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. I think I'm looking forward to trying um, to take those moments really um, and keep them like in mind, like keep things in check, you know, not not hurry to the next thing as much. Enjoy right where I am today. Well said. Lots of wisdom right there. Carrie, how about you? Yeah. Um, So... I really do love Advent and anticipating Christmas. I really like just the joy um, that Christmas brings. And I like decorating for Christmas. Um, I don't like the mess of decorating for Christmas. Uh, Right now I have some boxes in my entryway that are driving me nuts, but it'll get put away eventually. Um, But mostly I just... I really love um, the lights, which I know mm-hmm. that sounds kind of funny, but not at all. Um, I think that I I love candlelight. I love everything about light. I turn every light on in our house. I love the lights on the trees and just getting out extra light in such a dark time of year. Like mm-hmm. it literally just got so dark for us so Mm -hmm. early and so I think that um, the light is just so beautiful and wonderful and mostly when I was thinking about this question I was thinking about how it reminds me of the light of Jesus that came into the world and to shine in the darkness and I was even thinking about um For as long as I can remember, I've loved like candlelight. And one of the cool things uh, growing up for Christmas was that we had this one candle. And I I mean, I was dreading when like the wax was all gone from it (laughs) because it was my most favorite candle. It was just like the simple, not there's nothing fancy about it. But when the candle was lit, you could see the nativity 
on it. Wow, cool. And I wasn't even a Christian yet, but we had this candle in our house. And I would light that candle, turn on Christmas music. No joke. I would lay on the couch and just stare at it for long periods of time, like almost daily. That's so sweet. um, (laughs) So I just, I really love like the lights at Christmas. And um, I think that it's it's like cheery for us, but also um, it has kind of a significant meaning. Yeah, symbolic. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing you can still remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you had asked, like, do we have a favorite memory? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, um, that's kind of one of my favorite memories. Mm. Yeah. Of even before I knew Jesus personally, I could sense as a kid that, um, Jesus is good and worthy mm. of our celebration mm. and awe. And um, that's why I think even if we just do something, you know, like there's so much pressure at Christmas, but just do something to point our kids to Jesus. Uh, not something that's burdensome. It could be little things like, I mean, that candle was meaningful to me mm-hmm. and something you wouldn't even think would be to a little kid, but just little things to point people to point our families to yeah, Jesus. I really appreciate yeah. you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. How about, so now each of you in your own families, what are some Christmas traditions? Or I'll even use a word like rhythms mm. that happen in the life of your families. And we'll kind of maybe unpack that and discuss that a little bit. So what are some Christmas traditions that you have right now? Stacy, you want to lead us off on that? Um, we, so a couple of things, this is fresh in my mind cause we just had Thanksgiving. So we don't listen to Christmas music. Hopefully I'm not offending <laughs> anyone right now. I'm sure I am. Uh, so the look on Summer's face right now is amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. After Thanksgiving and we get our tree the weekend after Thanksgiving. So mm. it's kind of like, it's the start of this season and it's just really exciting. And we've done that. Yeah. For as long as I I can remember. Yeah. And it's just fun. The kids get really excited and yeah. So that, and then, um, we've started as the kids have gotten a little bit older, we're trying to like help them be givers. And of Mm -hmm. course it doesn't come naturally. We're all selfish, but, um, so we try to make it an event where we go out shopping for each other. And so they draw names, the kids draw names for each other. And then it's this big ordeal because you've got to, Josh and I split up with some of the kids and we have to hide the presents and it's like, it's just fun. It's just become kind of a cool tradition. So just the idea of them being thoughtful and like thinking Mm -hmm. about that person and then giving to them. I think that's been fun. Hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. How did you land on that out of curiosity? Was that an idea you had or Josh did, or you heard it of a different family did it that way? I don't even know. I can't remember. Probably Josh's idea. (laughs) 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 Good ideas. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. But it's been fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun to me how, when I was thinking about this, how some traditions, like we can try and be so intentional, but some of the ones that just kind of happen are some of the best ones where the kids are like, no, don't stop doing that. And they're like, oh, we didn't even mean to do that. (laughs) So I think it, it can be more simple, like just let the traditions happen sometimes. I love that. That's awesome. Summer, how about for you guys, what are some traditions in the life of your family at this point? Mm, I feel like we have, sometimes I think we have a lot and then I, 
I can't think. Um, one thing we really love to do is, um, well, we call it the Polar Express. And some years it like is more, I don't know, official, um, where we let the kids stay up really late and we all pile in our van and we go look at Christmas lights because oh, I love oh, Christmas I lights. And, um, it's just funny because even if it's a year where all the kids are screaming in the car because that's a thing or, <laughs> or if they're like grumbly teenagery and, you know, not really wanting to be there, we all end up just laughing. And, you know, there's always some funny thing that happens while we're driving, listening to Christmas carols. And um, it's just one of my favorite things. Mm that we do and also we have like uh, just a funny it used to be my favorite thing to do and now it's um one of our kids and that's to we make 25 days of christmas of like something to do whether it's like we're gonna read a book or we're gonna bake something or that kind of thing or we're gonna pray a certain way um so we type it all up and we put it mm. in our advent calendar and that has just been that's like her favorite thing and now my daughter is taking it over and she's like we have to do every single one so she might be <laughs> a little intense about it but honestly it's great kind of keeps us you know all kind of centered on something so it's great that's so cool how about I don't know if this is secret information I'm asking for on a public podcast. Where do you go look at Christmas lights? Like, <laughs> oh, where are your man. go-to spots? So <laughs> that's I'm also you on funny. The spot. Okay, it's also funny because we always end up driving where there's no lights, and so you know that <laughs> usually is the thing that prompts the, the crying or the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> there's no lights. Um, so, and then we go to uh, the Peacock Lane, and then get stuck in traffic, and then also <laughs> that could be the crying. Anyway, um, oh, but yeah. just any <laughs> any neighborhood really we it just okay. depends sometimes it's a really long drive and sometimes it's very short <laughs> it just really depends i love just even live here in the moment as we're talking about this like every family represented here is very different yes. and so there's some similar traditions and yet you have to do things that kind of fit your own family and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff too it's, so yeah it's super easy to like hear people's stories and be like oh i should be doing that right. instead or that yeah. but I'm I'm here in the crying car with the kids, or yeah. you know, but it's all good. Do you I like just that. turn up Amy Grant even louder? I'm yeah. like, I see her. It's all the way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Carrie, how about oh, for you guys? What are some amazing. traditions in the life of your family? Yeah. So we too have gone to Peacock Lane many, many, many times, um, to the point where at some point, children were like. <laughs> I already know what these houses look like. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was one of the few places you can get out and walk. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, we have done that so many times, but I thoroughly enjoyed it every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, kind of one of our other traditions um, has been um, kind of a fun, silly thing. We do um, wooden shoes. On December 6th, oh, cool. um, I got these <laughs> real so wooden shoes in Holland um, that fit my feet. And um, I just was like, I am so, the second I saw them, I was like, I am so getting those. And <laughs> we are going to do the little tiny gift in the shoes. And so um, now we have a few sets of wooden shoes. They all fit me. <laughs> it's just rather quite funny, but... Um, Anyway, we just put like something really simple, like a little treat and a note, something like that in the wooden shoes. Um, but it's kind of like a 
in between, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know, the kids are like so when they were little, they were so amped about like, oh, let me tell you what I want for Christmas. Let me tell you this. And and then at some point I was like, oh, my goodness, I already shopped for you like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was just a nice way to have this kind of little segue in between of, yeah, being generous, like saying kind words to each other of what we love about each other. And we put them in the wooden shoes. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking them. Do you wear them and walk around in them? I could totally wear them. I don't know if Rebecca could fit in them or Daniel. Joe definitely can. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It would be very uncomfortable. I don't know how people yeah. did that. <laughs> if we ever have church on a December 6th, I think you should wear those to church yeah, for children's true. ministry. It'd be quite funny. It'd be great. Yeah. 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 How about a like, different angle to think about this? How have traditions changed over the years in the life of your family? So what I'm trying to drive at yeah. is that maybe it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? I'm sure you've had to adapt, and it would be helpful for people to maybe hear how it's changed and whatever you feel comfortable sharing, maybe even why it's changed. And then we'll go from there. So how have, how have your traditions changed in the life of your family and why? Well, um, I mean, when Daniel does come home from school, I will most likely get him out in the car to look at Christmas lights with all of us. But um, definitely, like, he's not here on December 6th for wooden shoe day. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> but um, I think we, like last week when he was home for Thanksgiving um, and with Rebecca being a senior, you know, next year she'll be in the same boat coming home for the holidays. And so we really just tried to maybe capitalize on that time hmm. at Thanksgiving where we had a week together and um, did some shopping then, like some Christmas shopping together. They actually went shopping and shopped for Joe and I a little bit and they shopped for each other together which was really sweet um, they picked out matching sweatshirts <laughs> that's adorable wow, okay. yeah. that's awesome. so, um, for each other that they're going to wrap up and give each other Christmas <laughs> but I thought that's wonderful um so I think, you know, some of the things definitely have changed for us with them being older, for sure. Um, and I guess one of the biggest things that changed was um, we have this Advent book that we um, read. It is just kind of the special book that um, has little doors you open for the days of December 1st through 25th, and it tells the story of Luke chapter 2, and we used to read it um, every year. So I got the book before Daniel was born and decided that it was something that I would want to do with our family as a tradition. Um, the authors, Jack and Kathy Stockman, had um, come to a ladies' tea that I was at and um, explained how um, they have used the book in their own family over the years. And I thought, oh, I want to do that too. It's mm. just got beautiful illustrations for each day and the kids can open one door each day. But we did it where they opened uh, 
all the previous day's doors as well as time as days go on. And then they ended up memorizing really young at like two and three. They knew all the words um, of Luke chapter two. It was really quite phenomenal. Um, but with us not having um, everyone at home and even Rebecca has a job in the evenings, it's just not feasible for us to every night all sit down and yeah. <laughs> read the Advent book together. So now we have changed that to um, we read it on Christmas Eve and who's ever with us. Um, it's just kind of a special time. We pass the book actually around and each person in the room opens up one of the doors and reads it. And we just keep going around the circle till we reach the end. Um, but that's turned into kind of a fun new special that's cool way to still share in a tradition that we've been doing this for 20 years, which is shocking, but, um, Time flies really mm. fast. So that's kind of one way we've adapted it is we have to kind of condense, not try and pile everything into these short little times that we have together, but maybe with older kids, just really condense like what's mm. meaningful mm -hmm. and then we'll just do it when we're together, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Summer, how about for you guys? How have Christmas traditions changed over the years and why? Huh. Um, I think we've changed a lot. And I think we are getting used to every year kind of like looking at this year. Like, how does it look this year? Um, we, we've had to do things like in shifts. So which has always been hard for me because I always have that like ideal, like we're all going to sit around and, you know, with our hair parted and anyway, <laughs> and that never got done. So anyway, um, we sometimes will do like the older kids. We have a book we read too for probably, gosh, 20 years or over and um, Mary's first Christmas and we all love it. Um, but having kids with lots of different uh, needs um, has been challenging to all sit down at the same time. And so sometimes we are intentional with our older kids and we're sitting with our older kids and then we do it separately with the little kids. Um, I think that I'm the one who usually is driving like we're going to read two chapters and it's going to be this way. And now it's like, oh, we're just going to read a couple of pages. And, wow. you know, that's just how it works. Or so we stretch the book out, which probably could be done in a night or two um, for the entire month <laughs> because that's just everyone's attention span. And I think one really cool thing has been um, – Sometimes nothing is enough. So hmm. sitting down and like just we pray together and we're just sitting here and we're we happen to be in front of the tree. <laughs> that might be all the Christmas we have today. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, we've gone gone uh, run the gamut of like we're all going to build gingerbread houses and everyone's crying because I've had these expectations. <laughs> and I, you know, I saw on social media someone had gingerbread. It's time. And then everyone watching our family summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and then I'm like, okay, you're eating a graham cracker and you're great. And that's about all we can do. So we definitely had to become a lot more flexible. And I'm sure there's still more flexibility to come. <laughs> 
So I so appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I know all of us in the room know this and probably everyone that's listening to it, but still to say what's good and true, like you're discipling your kids. You're not oh, discipling yeah. someone else's kids. You're yeah. discipling your yeah. kids. And I love how you just shared that. That's okay, awesome. Yeah. 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 Doing our best. <laughs> yeah. Stacy, how about for you guys? What how have traditions changed over the years? Yeah, I think it's interesting to hear you guys talk to. I think as a young mom, I didn't realize that bedtime is was so significant because mm-hmm. it all feels chaotic. Like somebody's pooped their pants. You know, it's like <laughs> nobody's sitting still. It's, the it's worst just crazy. Husband too, right? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Right. So it doesn't feel all picture perfect, Mm -hmm. but that is a kind of a set time that you have to do a little Bible story and they are soaking it in. You don't realize how like significant it is. So even the littlest thing is a big deal. And then as they get older, there's just it just changes. There's just less time. People aren't home. People have different schedules and it's just different. So like when they were young, one of our traditions was Josh would often find a Christmas book, secular or Christian, and it was like new. And so then, you know, add it to the collection. They're really special. We still have them. But now that they're getting older, we've found some older Advents um, books to use. But like last Christmas, it was so sweet. I, Josh and I were reading one of our Advent books and Halal was like, I want to read that too. So she would just pick it up and like That's read so it cool. on our own. Yeah. And oh, nobody instigated awesome. that. Like it's just changed. So just kind of rolling with um, where we're at at this stage. But it's just, yeah, kind of folds out naturally. Yeah. 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 How would you, I think that kind of, tease up a follow-up question. What encouragement, counsel, advice, however you want to phrase it, would you tell your younger self and or (laughs) maybe the young adult in the life of our church is just starting out on their own, right? Or maybe the young parents, young mom, or maybe even parents who have older kids and they want to start a new tradition. Like just what advice, encouragement would you give about Christmas and traditions that you've kind of learned along the way? If you could kind of like package it and summarize it, what's something that comes to mind? One thing that comes to mind for me, Josh and I talked about some of these questions beforehand, and we were talking about how I think sometimes as a Christian, there's a pressure to feel like everything has to be explicitly Christian. Hmm. And there's a spirit of joy and celebration that I think is okay. Like I'll give, uh, for instance, so when I married into Josh's family, they do this big Rudolph thing where an older kid has a red flashlight and like goes around the back of the yard and the little kids look out the window and think it's Rudolph. And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I think that's sacrilegious. Rudolph's <laughs> <laughs> alive. Right. Yeah. From my little Baptist yeah. background. So I was like, I don't know. But just realizing like, no, that's okay. It's okay okay for the kids to enjoy and part of that fun. And then along with that, just really be specific about the incarnation and what the purpose of that, like just make that clear, but to be able to have the spirit of joy kind of cover all of that. So I don't know if that answers that question. That's very helpful. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I love that because there was the whole Santa debate like for right. <laughs> all the kids and when we started doing foster care I remember thinking like they were coming in and they would ask me with their eyes like is Santa going to know where I live and I'm like I am going to do Santa full on because I'm not going <laughs> to take that away anyway we never did Santa with our kids and I think I would tell my younger self that like it's going to be okay. 
put your expectations away uh, and put the gingerbread away because that is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had to do this whole made like gingerbread house. I don't know yeah. what is wrong with the situation, but anyway, <laughs> I think less is more. It's going to yeah. be okay. And yeah. well said. I'm trying to even like as I speak because I have not arrived at that. Um, but Amen. I think I would just say we're all going to be okay. And as long as you're telling your kids, like it's about Jesus and you know, no matter where you land on Santa or no Santa or whatever, like as long as your kids know the real story. And, um, I think that Christmas is the best because all of us can find something to find joy. Mm -hmm. Even if you're having like the worst year of your life, like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because Jesus was born and that's amazing. And Amen. so that's all you have to do is point to that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Summer. I love that. Carrie, how about for you guys? Mm, well, I think that um, one thing um, that's really special about Christmas is that the, well, the relational piece of it with maybe family, extended family, friends, maybe some people that you only see during the holidays. And um, I think maybe realizing that those are actually really special times to connect is really great. It doesn't have to be this big ordeal like it doesn't have to be the turkey or the ham and all the fixings and gingerbread <laughs> and oh my goodness all the things right um it can be like super simple like let's have some costco whole chicken and caesar salad or you know like just get together with people and um Celebrate Jesus with other people. It's so good for your kids mm. um, to see other people celebrating Jesus. There's so much bling and distraction at Christmas that those times of just connecting either with just your family, read a couple scripture verses, um, or with extended family, friends, and taking that time to have conversations with them, you know, let them see why Jesus is so important to you. Um, let your kids see Jesus is really important. Like we're getting together with our friends and family and um, everybody knows that that's what we're celebrating, you know. And, and of course, yeah, there's the whole santa piece and all of that um, but it doesn't have to be like the focal point of any of it if we make our relationships with people and that special time to gather sometimes people don't want to gather but they actually will for a holiday mm -hmm. so <laughs> that's so true well even capitalizing on that just really um thinking through like um I would say there's so much you could do as a young mom, even as a single person. There are just unending things you could be doing during the Christmas season. But maybe just picking out like ahead of time, what do I really want to read? What do I really want to 
talk with my family about and who do we really actually either need to or want to see. Yes. Just really boiling it down to those things and and then trying to stick with those. And if you have time for extra, that's great. But if all you have time for is, you know, a couple scripture verses and um, some simple meals with some people and gathering, that's awesome. I love what you just said. Amen. Amen. Yeah. How about this is going to sound maybe like opposite of what we just talked about, right? So we're trying to <laughs> keep it clear, keep it simple, keep it Christ focused. And that's what matters. And though God's blessed us with certain resources and things that have like taught the three of you in light of what you just shared, any resources come to mind, books, something. And I get nowadays, like I get uh, paralyzed by it. It feels overwhelming in yeah. some ways. Right. But like just your fellow church members at GBC, what are some resources you'd encourage them with in regards to Advent and Christmas time and really keeping it simple to focus on Christ? What, what comes to mind? Outside of Amy Grant's Tennessee. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like you could just read the lyrics. No. <laughs> I really like that Mary's First Christmas book. Um, and that's just been a good I, – I would say it's a story book. It's not, um, it's not the Bible, but it has a great um, – just a great way to share and make um, the Christmas story come alive and also mm. engage um, younger kids as well as older kids. Um, and then we've always, um, like myself personally, I like to jump on the Bible app and do their, like just their simple Advent read-throughs because I feel like they're simple and I don't have to stress out about whether I'm totally. you know, right on time, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's good. Yeah. Good. Stacy, how about for you? There's so many, like you said, it's overwhelming. There's so many good kids books in particular, like family resources that I'm so grateful for because there there wasn't that much when the kids were really little out there. But um, uh, yeah, I, f I feel like going back to the Christmas carols, sometimes we've mm -hmm. just like printed out or gotten old like you can find old hymn books mm -hmm. <laughs> and sing through the verses and they're really rich. Yeah. And like the kids can start to take that in even. Um, okay. Here is a big thing. So Halal, most, a lot of people know Halal was born on Christmas day. So we have like big memories of being in the hospital, giving birth on Christmas day, but her name coming from the word hallelujah handles messiah is definitely I one of the top that. um charts on our list so just sitting and listening to that song is so powerful mm -hmm. so worshipful just takes you right to christ so mm. amen there's some simple resources that. yeah that's yeah. so good yeah Carrie, how about you? You came prepared. Let the listener understand with a I few did. books and resources here. I yeah. brought some books. I've just thought, well, I can show you in person here, but um, I do totally recommend this Advent book. Um, it is much more expensive now though and so I know people have really limited resources but if you were wanting to invest <laughs> in a Christmas resource um, it is um, adventbook.com and it is just a beautiful like family heirloom a couple years ago before the prices went up I actually got one for each of my kids so mm. that they'll have them when nice. they're 
when they have their own families, just because we've been doing it for 20 years, 20, this will be 21 years now. Um, But so that is a really neat resource, but obviously that's on the extreme expensive end. I would not, um, if, if I didn't think it was such a great resource, I wouldn't even say it because it sounds ridiculous to buy an expensive thing for reading uh, at Christmas, but it is really been a special thing. But one of the other um, books that I brought is by Marty Machowski, and he is also the author of our Sunday School curriculum, really gospel-centered. I just, I always love everything he writes. He's got multiple, like, small family devotions that are just really rich and sweet, very simple, short, you know, some are one or two pages, um, probably more for like grade school, middle school, high, like early high school age, although I love them too for myself. Um, but the one that he has uh, put out last Christmas is called The Light Before Christmas, and it's inexpensive, Um it's just beautiful. It really talks about light and darkness and kind of presents a, a different type of reading about Jesus and um, Jesus being the light of the world um, and overcoming the darkness and Jesus is the light. I've really appreciated reading it myself. And um, so I would definitely recommend that resource, The Light Before Christmas. Um but there's so many free things out there, too. So yes. I kind of wanted to um, tell families about that, too. Um, I mean, <laughs> you could just search and so many things would come up. But even at church, um, I have at the children's check-in um, table um, from lifeway.com. Every year they put out like a four-week family Advent devotional. So that's free. It has – you could do – a variety of things. So I think it includes a song if you wanted to sing it. It includes an activity if you wanted to do it. But most importantly, it just includes like a little reading about each of the Advent candles. So like last week was hope. So My kids are pumped mm. about it. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's that. Um, and then also... I just print out this super simple little sheet, um, an Advent reading calendar, because I know kids are all about like either opening the door for like a little treat or something during, you know, a countdown to Christmas in some way, right? So um, at the children's check-in table as well will be um, little, um, what do you call them, paper chains, Um I think I included 30 in the bags so that they could start from last Sunday to Christmas Day. But they can make a little paper chain. And then I literally have this little thing I copied off. It's just an Advent reading calendar. But they can color a little picture for each day. And then there's a scripture verse. So um, families could do that. They could pick it up at the um, children's check-in table. Um, So there are free resources. But again, like I would say the most important thing is just talking about Jesus with your family. Get your family to church. Um, You know, you can talk about the service afterwards. Uh, you know, at, at lunchtime, talk about like the Advent candle and lighting the candle and what it means and in what ways 
Um, you know, have you grown this year? So those are all simple, free, easy things that we could do with our families that don't require a lot of preparation and effort. Um, and then, um, Lisa Perez actually told me about one, um, thing that she uses that I think is also inexpensive, but it's by She Reads Truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's little advent cards. So there's a card for each day and there's a question, but there's three levels for like different ages of kids to talk through a question and read a verse. Wow. So those might yeah, be cool. something that would be worth looking into as well. So I thought that might be a, a neat idea. Yeah. Carrie, I so appreciate how purposeful and prayerful you are in leading children's ministry and just mm-hmm. hearing you talk yeah. about it right yes. now. You can like feel your passion about it <laughs> oh, and thanks. how you're discipling our kids in these ways. It's awesome. So thank oh, you. I love yeah. it. Well, and also, I mean, my family like seriously looks at me and just grins because they're like, Oh my word! We're too old for this now. We're just loving like <laughs> being able to uh, just keep sharing that with little kids. So mm-hmm. I really love um, Christmas with little kids. So I love all the little crafts. So I'll be sending home crafts. If they don't come home, ask your kid where they are. They're probably in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's where my kids are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope this has been encouraging for each of you to kind of think about it ahead of time and then in the life of our church. And before we close um, GBC, I would just encourage us as a church to be encouraging each other during the Advent season, encourage each other to be focused on Christ, Mm -hmm, keep it simple, ask each other questions. If you have an awesome resource that's helped your family, you can feel free to talk about it with other people, but we don't want to overwhelm one another with the how-to. We want to just enjoy this opportunity to focus on Christ together. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. So, all right, Gresham Bible Church, as always, if this conversation sparks any questions, comments, feedback, you don't like Amy Grant's Christmas (laughs) album, whatever it may be, you can reach out to me at mike at (laughs) gressionbible.org. Um, <laughs>